You're listening to Songbirding Under 5 Kilohertz, a modified version of the Songbirding podcast for listeners with high-frequency hearing loss. LaSalle Park. As you can tell, it's a little noisy here. I'm in a flock of uh, trumpeter swans. Many of them very curious about me. Individuals are tagged. Part of the breeding program in the province to reintroduce the species. But yeah, as you can tell, they're pretty noisy a lot. A few Canada geese and mallards here too, but they're not so vocal. Maybe a hundred here or so. Quacking too, now. This is Songbirding. second year now, but they're juvenile, immatures. 
eating mallards or two. These are all the friendly sort that get fed by people a lot. A mix of male and female mallards. And at least one hybrid American black duck mallard. House sparrows here too. There's a couple feeders here. The trumpeter swan went uh, extinct in this part of the world a long time ago, but uh, they're still in Western North America. Got reintroduced here about 30 years ago by the Toronto Zoo. Familiar quacking sounds. Some ring-billed gulls in the distance too. A little harder to hear though. Every trumpeter swan here has a tag with a number and letter. Things like R18, K81, E32. Every one of them's got something on, on a big yellow tag. And in Ontario, that's the easiest way to tell the difference between a trumpeter swan and a tundra swan. This trumpeter swan's likely to have a big yellow tag on it. Otherwise, you have to look at some differences on the bill because they can be pretty similar looking birds both being big white swans with black beaks. 
but there's some yellow, I believe, on the beach of the uh, tundras. That and uh, their call. You can tell why they're called trumpeter swans. Sound like trumpets, whereas tundra swans sound a lot more, uh, a lot less drastic, a little more melodic, a little softer. Don't think I'll have this kind of opportunity with tundra swans, though. Couple of Canada geese here too. I'm gonna walk along the path here, away from the trumpeters for a bit. See what other flocks might be here. Seem to be a lot of house sparrows flocked here. And a uh, group of Canada geese too. Got two trumpeters alongside me though. Here for the walk. This black cap chickadee here. There's a flock of house sparrows, they're being kind of quiet. And a chickadee. I think he wants food. I don't have any out right now. Begging for food. They get fed here a lot. So I've got two trumpeter swans hiking with me right now along the trail. I don't know why. Probably a mated pair. Trumpeters seem to be one of those species that don't mind walking around a lot more than they like flying. But here at LaSalle Park, the majority of the population in Ontario stays here. And they're here for the winter, and then they'll fly off uh, in the spring to uh, breeding territories further north of here. They don't fly very far for breeding because they really haven't established their migratory pathways yet, but it's getting better. The fact that they migrate at all is actually a good sign.
So the trumpeter swans, they need um, open water shoreline for the winter, which uh, there's general, generally is here and sometimes needs to be broken up for them um, by some volunteers, but uh, uh, they feed off the, the bottom of uh, shallow waters, so they need kind of the beach setting that they have here. Um, unfortunately, because so much of the water is frozen over, that's why they're all congregated together in the, the parking lot I was walking through. Because they don't have uh, the water to sit in right now. At least not much. And so they're hanging out there for now, but I'm sure once the uh, mallards and But they don't need to be in the water all day long. Uh, just part of it, they want to feed on that. And there are volunteers giving them food for the winter. It's one of those things where reintroducing species, uh, you gotta help them along a little bit, so there's volunteer trumpeter swan coalition here that uh, keeps an eye on them, monitors them, and makes sure they survive the winter here, that they get tagged and everything. These trumpeter swans here have been here for 20 years. There are some older ones here. now with a couple of them. About six here, as well as some Canada geese and mallards. Just little gruntings of Canada geese.
Bit of a rocky beach, but works for the mallards and geese and swans. A couple male mallards fighting right now. several of them migrating over here by walking. 10 or 11 headed this way. Oh, more like 20 headed this way, just walking the path from the parking lot to the beach. their heads too up and down often while calling out two of them bob their heads in unison it's a bit of a mating it's also a mute swan in this group too and they are as they say mute though don't say much they are quiet though, because they're called mute swans for a reason. Uh, he's being attacked actually by the trumpeters, they don't like him. Coming up to see me though. It's about a foot away from the recorder, but you won't hear much other than it walking. The webbed feet. Oh, here comes one flying by. Wow. Just flew one foot over my head. Be 
some mallard jerky. That was a herring gull. I think that was a ring-billed gull. Herring gull have those plaintive calls. Whereas the cow, that's the ring-billed gull. You can hear the house sparrows here. Swans is split into two groups. One head to the beach and the other half is staying at the parking lot. Smaller bird call there is House Sparrow. I'll walk towards them. That's a male House Sparrow calling. Singing. Uh, looks like it's feeding time. Someone's here to feed the trumpeters. The flock is missing out though.
Songbirding on Territory was recorded, engineered, narrated, and created by me, Rob Porter, with cover art and logo design by Lauren Helton, and Creative Commons music from Scott Buckley. Please see the episode notes for links to these artists.